Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, crashes are running into difficulty and we're being told that closures could be on the cards or higher fees. There's a staffing crisis. And to chat more, we're joined by Marion Quinn from the Irish Association of Childhood Professionals based here in uh, Limerick and uh, a regular on the show. And morning to you, Marion. How are you doing? I'm fine, Joe. Good morning. So what is happening here? Has this got to do, because I'm aware, you know, some creches are struggling with, uh, for example, the close contact thing we were just talking about there and uh, some of them have had to close down rooms. Um, or, or is it more fundamental than that? It's a combination, Joe. Um, so this is an ongoing problem, um, you know, in terms of the, the, the low pay that staff are receiving and I suppose with the higher qualifications that are required of them over the years. Um, you know, it's just low pay and and having to having to um, have increased qualification and having to do more responsibility in the workplace. You know, through regulation, etc. Um, that people have decided that actually this isn't worth it for them, um, and they're not able to kind of afford lives. They're not able to afford mortgages as 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 house prices increase and all the rest of it. So they're deciding, okay, this actually isn't the profession for them. So that's the fundamental. That's the the ongoing. And I suppose throughout then the, the pandemic, um, obviously there is a requirement in creches um, and, and preschools in terms of the pods and to be able to maintain you know, kind of smaller groups of children um, you know, for, for um, safety reasons and for non-transmission of the virus. So obviously services hired um, extra staff um, you know, to be able to maintain their pods um, and keep them separate from each other. And so we were already in a difficult place um, regarding you know, keeping staff and having enough staff. And now any extra staff that there was was completely um, uh, swallowed up in relation to maintaining pods. So now we do have the, the reality of where um, you know rooms are closing, um, you know where, where there isn't enough staff. Um, there is there's uh, job boards all over the country that are inundated um, with people looking for. Um, you know, uh, staff for their early year sessions and, and they just can't get them. Right. Did the PUP payment create any problems with people going off the books because of the payment, because there is a low pay issue in the sector? Well, there's certainly um, there's certainly uh, staff, I'd, early year staff identified that, that are still on PUP. Um, now, we don't know the reasons behind it. Um, I know the department were looking into it, you know, whether it is that they had a kind of a, a longer term illness, you know, or an underlying health condition where they would be at risk if they did go back. Um, so I know that I know that the department are looking at that, um, but the majority, the vast majority of staff did go back. Um, the numbers dropped, you know, hugely uh, as soon as um, you know creches and preschools um, were able to open, um, you know, at the various different times of, of reopening. Um, so that did go way down, and, and staff did go back. But I suppose, um, yeah, I mean, there's certainly some true underlying health conditions weren't able to go back, and then for whatever other reasons, so that would have. Um, Certainly added to it, yeah. We're chatting to Marion Quinn from the Irish Association of Childhood Professionals, based here in Limerick. Why can't creche owners afford to pay staff more? Well, um, there's a few different places. So, if we look at the, you know, the free preschool, the early childhood, you know, the, the early childhood scheme, um, that is that's capped. Um, so, the Department of Children decides what amount of money goes to the service, and they, they can't charge parents more than that. So there's a very limited budget there. And as, as I suppose, there's a, a draw on the amount of staff who are needed and um, you know, people can't hire, um, they're forced to pay them more, even if they don't have the capacity of getting more money 
to pay those um, those kind of increased wages. So that's that's a huge difficulty there. When we look at under three years of age, um, there's very high ratios. You know, so when we look at babies, it's one to three. When we look at toddlers, it's one to five. Um, so the fees would need to be really um, a lot higher than what they are um, currently to be able to pay professional wage um, or, or, or even more than the living wage um, to the staff in those settings and for the service to be viable. Because I suppose you've got to think there's there's high loans, there's high mortgages um, you know, on the premises or high rent. Um, and we know that, you know, the, the, the price of property, you know, is go, going through the roof and has been um, for a, a period of time. Um, so being able to maintain those costs and, and you know, the, the rates that go with it and the insurance, etc., it's very, very expensive. So it's very labour intensive and it's an expensive model through through the various different regulations that are there to make it, um, you know, a, a quality and safe space for children. Um, so I suppose it needs significantly more investment. And when we look at it over the years, we're coming from an awfully low base in Ireland, you know, because it was something that wasn't seen as a priority investment area. Now, over the last number of years, investment has increased, but because it's coming from a low base, we're still only at maybe a seventh of what um, is the European average um, in terms of the investment. So we've a long, long way right. to go. And are crash fees generally cheaper in Limerick than other parts of the country? Um, well, see, again, it depends on what part of Limerick. So, you know, you've got the, whatever the cost base is. So urban tends to be more expensive um, than what, what rural, um, you know, uh, 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 the what the fees are in rural areas, and um, very often because of the the, the cost of the the property. Um, so I wouldn't say that the, it's lower, um, you know, in in the urban areas because again you've got capacity. So you know, in terms of not having necessarily having enough spaces, or in terms of the higher cost of somebody who's kind of living in it. But certainly in terms of the, you know, when you look at it, compared to the cost in Dublin, um, absolutely it, it would be, um, because maybe the cost for you know people, um, you know, for the staff wouldn't be. Um, as high as Dublin, it's, it's still significantly high, but not as high as what it would be for Dublin in terms of for for their own accommodation. So what staff would have to be um, would have to be getting. Um, so yeah, um, you know, it, it, there's comparison, different comparison there. Yeah, and we've heard from other parts of the country that there is now a genuine shortage of crash places. Does that apply locally as well? That does apply. Yes, and it's, I suppose it's it's significantly for the under threes um, because. I suppose as it has become you know unsustainable for services to to subsidize the under the babies and toddler rooms and um, like so previously they would they would take children in but they'd be they'd make a loss at that age but they later on you know the children would go through the crash and then they'd be able to um kind of i suppose maybe recoup the loss that they would have um but now services are not able to find the staff um and they're not able to pay the staff and not, and the and the the, the loss they're making on those rooms has, has increased. Um, so they've been closing those rooms um, and kind of maybe having the, the preschool rooms, which are more, which, is, which are better subsidised by the by the government. Um, so those rooms are closing. Um, and I suppose when we look at the reason why people might keep them open, um, it might be that, you know, if they've got, a, 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 you know, kind of siblings and they want to kind of see the siblings through. But more and more we are hearing of those rooms closing because they're just unaffordable. The reality is parents would probably have to be paying maybe seven, eight hundred um a week um for those to be um to those to be viable rooms. And like parents are not going to be able right. to afford that. And services are not going to want to charge it either. Right. But do you think that um the winter will see these COVID measures still in place and the increased costs associated with it, or will that loosen up a little and take some financial pressure off? 
Well, I, I do think I do think things will, will ease up, um, you know, in terms of the pod because I mean we can see already there's kind of been um, I don't know whether it's an official or an unofficial um, kind of dismantling. Like for instance, if you've got a um, you know a vaccinated staff member. Um, unless they're symptomatic, even if they're close contacts, they're, they're not required to test or they're not required to isolate. Um, yeah, I mean, I know services might have in their policy, they still ask them to test themselves, um, but it's not a, a, a requirement under public health guidelines. But the reality is, you know, the kind of pods hasn't, hasn't increased the expense necessarily at the moment on providers um, because of the EWSS, you know, um, it, it's significantly helping towards the wages. So it's not that the cost is going to um, to change in terms of it. it might free up some staff because as services might have to let go of those um, that were paid by the EWSS because they can no longer afford to keep them, there might be some people who become more available. Um, but, or, or it might be that the, I mean, I've talked to some providers and they've said, well, they're going to do everything they can to try and maintain the increased staffing um, because it has impacted on quality and has made a, a better quality service by being able to not walk to the minimum ratio. So there's no guarantee um, that things are going to get better over, just right. over the winter. And we know with people with sick leave, et cetera, um, you know, because people will pick up stuff and whether it's, whether it's you know, more circulation, whether it'll be flu or whatever this, this um, winter, there's no guarantee that um, having minimum staff will, will okay. work. Finally, we're not far from the next budget. So mm. is it a simple choice? Either there is more funding from the state or inevitably crash fees are going to increase and that is going to put pressure on um, particularly families from lower incomes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's always it's always state or, or um, parents. There's no other two ways to, to meet the fees. And I suppose that's where the biggest push is on. It has to be state investment. We have to get up to, you know, where the EU average is um, so that the families can afford um, to use crashes um, or child monitors or whatever model um, it is that they're choosing to use themselves. Um, there's no two ways about it. Parents would not be able to afford the real cost of um, delivering um, you know, spaces for children. has to be government investment. No two ways about it. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much for that. Marion Quinn, the Irish Association of Childhood Professionals based in Limerick and crashes, providing a really important service uh, for children all over Limerick. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.